Hello and welcome to the Arsenal way. Back with you guys after Arsenal have been beaten with the scoreline of Arsenal 1, Stuart... No, sorry, Manchester City 2 at full time. Ah, thank you for joining us in the chat box, everybody. I can understand your frustrations. I'm sure we're going to go through all of that and more. I'm joined by Chris. How you doing, mate? I mean, you don't have to answer uh, that, honestly, if yeah. you don't want to. <laughs> um, I, think, I think my uh, my expression, my body language says it all, really. Um Gutted, disappointed, and angry. Um, really, uh, any words that uh, yep. that I could use that are suitable for for this stream right now that I can use? Um, what what can you say after that? Uh, quite a few things. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, I'm, we're gonna look just to kind of get my own rant out of the way and to kind of angle this in as, as positive a direction to start off as possible. I thought we were brilliant. I thought as a collective, as a team, I thought things were great. There are individual errors that we're definitely going to talk about, but absolutely I was very happy with the performance. I think it was what I wanted. It's what I've been calling for from an Arsenal team against Manchester City for a long time. I thought we were the better side, easily deserving of the three points out of the two sides. And Manchester City were very, very fortunate. Uh, where is kind of your head at and where are you feeling? Not in regards to feeling cheated or robbed of three points, but but how do you feel about Arsenal after that game? Well, I think in terms of our performance and where we are as a club and a team right now, and you compare it to that, that first game against Manchester City at the start of the season, you know, the difference is, is clear for all to see. And that's a big positive um, I said before the game that I just wanted the, the lads to give 100%, leave everything out on the pitch. And I feel as if they did that, as you said, TC, um, I thought we were the better side. We deserved more. I mean, in the first half, we could have, be t- could have been two or three up. Yeah. Um, I suppose that is one of the main frustrations. Well, there's a lot of frustrations. Um, but one of the main ones from that is obviously the, that we weren't able to capitalise on some of the opportunities we had, which were some great opportunities uh, during the yeah. game, especially that that Gabby chance in the second half. Um, so obviously that's a little bit disappointing. But, you know, the, the lads did give everything. Um, they were unfortunate not to get anything from the game. And, um, you know, again, we, we went up against a very strong, very confident Manchester City side who are obviously flying away at the top of the league at the moment in good, in great form we know the quality they have all over the pitch and you could see that at times they were they were quite hard to to get past especially in the first half but we kept going i think we played some nice passages of play we looked confident as well we didn't look like a side that got thrashed by the the city at the end of the season and i suppose really you know the the contrast and the difference from from then to now is is something we've got to take away from today and, and go you know what it, it just proves that we're heading in the right direction it's a horrible one to take today it's a very tough one to take um and of course we can sit here and question whether or not we actually should have come away with nothing if we deserved that um it is what it is it's, it's a sickness it's a blow but you know that reaction at full time from the supporters and and the the, the fans it was amazing. Uh, that's not something you see very often, not something we've seen at Arsenal for a long, long time. You know, we've just lost last minute, um, but the fans are clapping the players off, chanting chanting their names, chanting Arsenal, um, we love you, etc. It was nice to see. And again, I just think that reiterates that they understand that we were unfortunate today. We were unlucky and the overall performance was 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 excellent really mm. 
Petra in the chat said, how can we be proud when our team lost? Just in response to that, I mean, I can be proud of a team that has shown clear progression over the last five-ish months from that game, as you pointed out there, Chris, when we lost 5-0 at the Etihad. The difference that's been made, with our manager not even on the sidelines, that the fact that the kind of the he has instilled what we've come to expect from this team, a team of energy, a team that presses, a team that fights, a team that's, you know, that's united together in, in what they're trying to achieve. You could see the collective absolute angst after the game at, at not winning that game and not getting anything at all from the fixture. They were so up for, for trying something. And when you think about the performances we've seen at Anfield where we kind of fell away uh, and obviously that aforementioned game against Man City and the game against Chelsea too at the start of the season where there really wasn't a desire or a collective kind of focus about this side that was what was different in this game and so I am very proud actually of the performance of this team and I am very proud of of what we achieved but let's I, I mean the, the chat box is obviously alight with with people very much wanting us to discuss the the refereeing and the VAR and the decision making behind this game so we've got kind of that positive aspect let's talk about the first big decision of the game which was Edison's tackle on Martin Erdegaard now at the time in kind of full flow I immediately shouted for a penalty in that moment when I saw the VAR images that actually changed my mind a bit and I actually thought Edison had got to the ball first however I've seen some recent footage come out on on social media and I've seen that flow through that actually, when you really look into it, Erdegaard does get his foot to the ball first. Edison does take Erdegaard's foot away and there was no angle of the VAR that actually showed the genuine contact from Edison on Erdegaard first. And yet somehow we've got another bit of footage that's come from elsewhere that wasn't reviewed during that moment, which does show Edison taking the player before the ball. So talk me through how you viewed that situation. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Tom. I was like you, and, and I would assume a lot of the Arsenal fans didn't really know which way to, it was going to go initially after seeing the replay. And, you know, first thing I thought it was a foul. Then one camera angle appears to show uh, Edison getting the ball, uh, but then it was the BT one that they show at half time. And it was in really like super slow motion, and that for me was the clearest video, w- which appeared to show M- Martin Odegaard getting his his foot to the ball first, and then Edison catching him afterwards. Um, it was pretty clear to see as well because Odegaard's wearing bright yellow boots, um, hmm. and you could quite clearly see that his his boot made contact with the ball, and Edison followed. So. Well, I mean, uh, we could go on and on and on. Um, I know we haven't yeah. got all the time in the world on here at the moment, but um, it's again, it's another, it's another questionable decision. Um, it, it, I can appreciate that it's very tight, okay, and there's the distance between Edison getting the ball, Edison getting the ball. There's not a lot in it at all. It's very tight, and I appreciate that sometimes in these scenarios when it is really down to the finer details. These, these calls, these decisions can be difficult for, for the officials to make. However, BT's video at halftime was clear. Odegaard appears to get the ball just in the nick of time before Edison makes contact. And it, for me, it, it was a foul. Absolutely. Um, the next, obviously, we score. Um, and it's a really, really good move by Kieran Tierney on the, on the left-hand side. Played really well from right to left and then back across Bakaya Saka. Fantastic finish. And we're not going to linger on talking about how great that was because, obviously, it's not led to the result that we wanted. Um, but then we allowed Manchester City... I say we allowed. Uh, <laughs> we, we did allow them to get back into the game because, obviously, it's Manchester City. They're going to get opportunities. They're the best team in Europe, other than today, I felt. Um, and they've got the quality and the best squad depth on on the planet, arguably. So they're always going to get 
into the game again. They're always going to create chances. But the way in which they equalized obviously came from a moment between Granite Xhaka and Bernardo Silva. Now, initially, the referee does not give a penalty. He waves it away as if Bernardo Silva has fallen, which he does. Now, it is reviewed by VAR. And in the VAR footage, you see initially Xhaka's right, I think, right leg, or no, it might have been left. It doesn't matter. One of his legs goes across the front of Bernardo Silva. The leg is then pulled away. Bernardo Silva continues on. But as that's going on, Xhaka has got hold of Bernardo Silva's shirt. Bernardo Silva falls in a way that suggests, you know, he was tripped a good five steps prior to the moment in which he does fall down. And it's very, very dive-esque. It's exactly what you would... I mean, if FIFA programmed the dive movement into their game, this is exactly how I would imagine it being choreographed in the, in the game. It was such a diving motion, in my view, from Bernardo Silva. What did you make of that move? What did you make of the how much blame you put on to Xhaka for that moment and and just everything else with it, really? Well, initially, when I saw Xhaka stick his leg out, because Silva initially got away from him, so he stuck his leg out, I thought that was a, a risky thing to do on its own, especially inside the penalty area. And then, obviously, for, I didn't see it initially, but with the different mm. camera angles and the replays, you could see then um, went on to, to tug his shirt as well. Look, I, I think... The whole discussion around this one is that it, you know, it seems pretty soft, and Bernardo Silva's, you know, fall to the floor was quite dramatic, and you know, was that did he really have to, or did Xhaka's, you know, foul, if you like, make Bernardo Silva fall like that? You say probably not, because there wasn't there was contact, but there wasn't enough to make him go down like that. Um, I think someone said, I don't know who who it was now. I'm sure someone said on BT saying that it, it's soft, but it's still a penalty. Um, so, you yeah. know, it is one of them ones, uh, the, the, the fall from Bernardo Silva is quite clearly dramatic, but I, I, I think with the, the, the whole tug on the shirt bit from Xhaka, if that was to happen on anywhere else on the pitch, I think it yeah. would be a foul if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, as soft as it was in the whole f- uh, fall from Bernardo Silva just being a bit silly, I, 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 <laughs> I'd say it was it was probably a foul. Um, it's soft, but you know it's it's a risky thing to do anywhere, especially yeah, yeah. Um, especially in the penalty area. Obviously, it's risky enough putting your leg out, um, uh, but then the tug on the shirt. It was you just thought, Xhaka, come on, you've already tried tripping him up. Now you've gone to tug his shirt. You're asking for trouble, really. Um, I, I believe it was soft. There wasn't enough contact to make him fall down like that. I appreciate that, and I'm in total agreement with that. But um, it was a little bit naive from from Xhaka, I think, personally. I think that you're right in in saying Xhaka gives the the VAR enough evidence to, you know, suggest there's a pen. The the issue that I have is that that Bernardo Silva is, for me, falling, you know, in, in that manner that's exaggerating contacts and all of that. And the fact that the referee has not given the penalty in the first place. And for VAR to intervene, he has they have to, you know, uh, deem that it's a clear and obvious error, which I don't believe uh, it is from that moment. Uh, yeah, and I'm just gonna I'm sure I might be wrong here. You might be able to clarify, TC. When I watched the replay, I'm sure, you know, when Jack has stu- initially stuck his leg out, I'm yeah. sure Silver started to fall from that moment. And if yes. he's starting to fall from that moment, then that's where the foul took place. And that the the leg sticking out wasn't a foul for me. I think it was very soft, there wasn't much contact. Yeah. So I think it's the tugging on the shirt that's it's really the made them look at it seriously. 
That's okay. So that's the penalty dealt with, kind of, it's never going to get cleared up. But I have to say, and just speaking on Granite Xhaka, who besides that moment, I thought had a very, very good game. I was very fine mm-hmm. with Granite Xhaka's performance. I thought it was good. And I would compliment him for that display. However, what I would say is that it's frustrating that it is yet again Granite Xhaka in these moments as one of the senior figures on the pitch that is giving the referees, whether you think they were right or not, the the ability to call him out for that challenge. And it's that which I then think leads to Gabriel losing his head completely and kind of the whole team in general losing their heads a bit, uh, which led to that red card. But annoyingly, with how quickly things happen, there's actually something that happens before this. And this is Martinelli missing the the open goal, which he hits the post. Now, Martinelli was brilliant. Energy was great. Everything I've wanted from a Martinelli performance but you've got to score that. Like You've got to score that chance. And if he does score it, Gabriel doesn't do that. And Gabriel doesn't get sent off. And it's a very different game. And I do not want to be sitting here and calling out Martinelli. But it's these fine moments that, you know, that you can't not discuss in the wake of the game, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, you know, it's it's frustrating. And, you know, it's it's even more difficult to talk about it, isn't it? Because Gabriel Martinelli was electric today. He was, he was yeah, fantastic. And I think, uh, you know, you know, especially with the confidence he's got at the moment, you'd, you'd bet on him to put it away. Um, but I think that highlights, you know, part of, part of his game that he's got to work on. We know that he can be a good finisher at times, gets himself into some great positions. He's, he's, his pace is electric. You know, he's, he's a fantastic worker on the pitch. He, he, he runs his socks off. Again, he's he done that today. Um, and yeah, he can be a real handful, but... You know, he's he's still young. He's still, you know, obviously getting into this piece of momentum now where he's come back into the team. He's he's playing a bit more. He's trying to to do his absolute best to obviously, you know, keep that place in the side with obviously Emil Smith Rowe uh, starting on the bench in recent weeks. Um, so you know, he's doing his, his best, like I said. But there's, you know, he's still young. He's still got a lot of learning and development to go through. And you know, perhaps. Uh, with another season or two under his belt um, and, uh, you know, going through more development and stuff, then he, he might be putting that away. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just one of them things. It's frustrating. It's not just Martinelli today, but obviously we had a few other chances as well to, to get in front. And unfortunately, we couldn't really capitalise. So, um, yeah, it, it's, of course, it's, it's a disappointment that. But, uh, yeah, we can't, we can't judge him too much for it because I, I think, like we both said, he was, he was excellent. Yeah, I think he was absolutely excellent. It was just, again, that just those fine moments and, and maybe a, a Martinelli that's matured and developed more. And I mean, we're asking so much of already a very young squad anyway, but that was frustrating. There's over 900 of you watching and tuning in live. Please do drop a like on the video if you think Martin Erdegaard was fouled by Edison in the box. I think we can all agree based on the pictures we've seen that he was. Chris, the next incident, as I've alluded to already, after Martinelli misses that strike, I think it was actually from the the play out from the goal kick where Gabriel just takes out Jesus. Now, he'd already been booked for... It is a really silly thing to do to start mucking up the penalty spot. If you get spotted, you're going to get booked. But to to then just go and clothesline Jesus... In that moment, I know that Jesus didn't see him coming. Jesus didn't have a clue what he was in that moment. I don't, I don't blame Jesus in that moment for getting Gabriel sent off. He just storm, he just steamrolls him, and it is a naive yellow card, and probably something that highlights maybe the immaturity and 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 that vulnerability in this Arsenal and this young Arsenal team. Yeah, and I think you know we've obviously spoken about Xhaka and how he can get 
but obviously Gabrielle's sort of another character who can get quite passionate and stuck in, um, which I love about him, by the way, because I think, you know, he's a, he's a great player and he's been fantastic for us this season as he was for most parts last season. But again, he's still fairly young. He's got a lot to learn still in moments like that to cut out of his game because it was, it was silly. Um, I initially thought it was a bit harsh, actually. I might be just being a bit biased. You no, know, I, to be fair, let's talk about that because, I mean, people in the chat box, tell me if you think that it was a second yellow. The reason why I think they gave it is because Jesus was away. Like, he was away and clear yeah. when he spun. And I, I, I think gave. it's the, the distance between him and, and uh, Gabriel, you know, which uh, I, I suppose it's hard for us to sit here and talk about it because we're not, we're not Gabriel. He he would have had a better idea, but there wasn't that much distance between him and him and Jesus. So, you know, part of me thought it was a little bit too soon for him to actually react and get out of the way properly or anything like that, because Gabriel just literally, um, uh, Jesus, sorry, turned around and just literally went for it. Um, so you know, part of me thought it was harsh, but when you you've already just been booked um, for doing something silly, you've got to be careful. And uh, as you said, I think if obviously Gabriel didn't do that or he wasn't there, then Gabriel's uh, Jesus is obviously making a dangerous run, run forward towards the Arsenal goal. So, mm. yeah, it's it's just um, it's a bit unlucky that one. But again, it's something because of you know we touched on him being young, him being quite passionate and get can be quite aggressive at times. Uh, and there was lots going on around that that sort of moment of the game. He'd obviously just been booked for for scuffing the penalty spot, so emotions are running high, and you know that's something that um, he's just got to to learn from really. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we just hit over a thousand people tuning in live. Thank you so much, guys, for the support. I know that you're angry. I know that you're hurting, but thank you for tuning in. Uh, and you know, uh, having this free therapy, if you like, after Manchester City beat us, we're going to be around for a, a couple more minutes. I do want to kind of discuss the fallout from this, Chris, and what this means for Arsenal going forward, just to round things off. Arsenal now go into a League Cup game on Thursday against Liverpool. Jurgen Klopp has apparently just tested positive and so won't be at the game for Chelsea, but also probably will not be in the ground for that that first leg at the Emirates as well. We we know ourselves how damaging it can be not having your, your manager there, although I thought we played very well still with him not there. Where, does, where, where do you think Arsenal go? Do you think this damages the momentum of us at all? Do you think they're going to take this very hard or do you think they're going to take the positives from this and the encouragement of their performance into the next game and as belief to, to what goes on next? Yeah, well, just to quickly touch on what you just said about Arteta not being there, just a quick sort of appreciation um, mention to to the Arsenal coaches today because it wouldn't yeah, have been absolutely. easy, you know, having to prepare for today with, without Arteta, without Arteta being obviously involved in in the game itself on the touchline. Um, but, you know, the communication obviously worked very well because for the large parts of the game, we were the better team. We played well. Um, there was a clear idea of how we wanted to to play and, and what we want to try and achieve. So I felt they'd done a good job considering the circumstances and obviously the players did as well, because obviously, you know, they haven't had a manager around the place. Um, but, um, you know, now I, I don't, I'm hoping this result is, is, is uh, gutting as it is, doesn't sort of mess up the run that we, we have been on now. It's, the next game against Liverpool is a great opportunity to bounce back. As you mentioned just then, Jurgen Klopp's apparently tested positive um and uh now he's obviously in doubt to, to be to be at the, the game against Arsenal and hopefully by then Arteta is back. So then that's a big, you know, plus for us. Liverpool are missing a few players through COVID as well. We've got players coming back. Hopefully no major sort of injuries or niggles have been picked up today as well. Mm. Um and you know, we can I would expect to to make changes because it's a cup game and obviously the Premier League schedule's been been so clogged up. But 
Um, it's a good opportunity for us to bounce back to make a statement against obviously a, a very strong, another very strong team. I know it's obviously t- across two legs, so we can't get too carried away. But um, you know, the first leg is obviously a great opportunity to make a good start, to make a strong start, and mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, just bounce back strongly. That's what we've got to do now. We can't, we can't dwell on today too much. We've got to keep our heads up and and work in in the training uh, sessions. Uh, and and focus on the next one. That's football. Um, and you know, as, as disappointing as today is, it will be a, a big learning curve for a lot of those young young players on the pitch. Yeah, look, I know everyone who's listening to this is is frustrating and hurting, um, and we can understand why. But what I would say is that you need to look at this game and what it has shown from this Arsenal team. What it shows the difference that's been made over the last six months, the way in which we progress forwards, and that on another day, you know, we win this game. We may, I mean, people talk about we could have got a draw out of it if we'd have been lucky, but you know, on another day we win it. Martinelli scores, another decision's made with the penalty. Erdogan's given the foul that was a foul in the box, and we can beat Manchester City. And I think this game shows that we have the ability and we've progressed to a point where we are competing in these games and we are able to try and chase for this top four which at the beginning of the season my expectation was to get top six that was always going to be what I thought we could achieve but this team is showing more than that and I think it's showing that we can compete and we can be pushing towards our targets and our even greater targets and win the January window we got the opportunity hopefully and the club takes the earnest to even strengthen this group of players Chris thank you so much for coming on mate and uh, and we'll catch up soon Thanks, TC, and uh, thank you to everyone watching. Obviously, a shame we couldn't be uh, speaking about, um, you know, a, a win against the the, the 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 league champions, but it is what it is. Proud of the uh, proud of the overall team performance today, and on to the next one. Absolutely. Enjoy your evening as best you can, people. Happy New Year. I know it didn't start in the best of fashions, but I think it's probably a good point for us to build forwards from and to react against Liverpool. We will, of course, be covering all of that and more. We'll be giving you Arteta's press conference or whoever's doing the press conference after the game, of course. And uh, you'll be back on Monday with the Arsenal Agenda Show too. See you soon, guys. A fantastic evening. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Glory, 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 glory.